Welcome to the Healing Begins Podcast channel. My name is Pastor Gail Crock, and I am so excited that you have chosen to join me for this podcast. The title of this podcast is The God That Goes Before. I love Exodus 23.20 which says, See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to a place I have prepared. What a powerful scripture that is. And so today what I want to talk about is my mission trip to Costa Rica. Jeremiah Jones and I went on a mission trip to San Jose, Costa Rica on June, it was June 21 through 28, 2021. I want to share with you what we did. Now, I've never traveled ever in a pandemic, and it was really interesting traveling during this season, ministering during this season, the things that we encountered. And if you get to know me from my podcast, you know I love the presence of Jesus. That's what it's all about. It's not only about the presence of Jesus, but it's about the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry. I love to see God heal people, set people free, save people. That's what we're all about. So if you like stories of how God delivered, how he got us into situations where we were like, God, you got to help us, then you're going to like this channel. I don't know if you've ever had God ask you to do something and you felt very unprepared for the task. Well, this trip was, now this has been my eighth mission trip in four years. And this is the one trip that I felt the most unprepared for, even though I prepared. And the reason I felt unprepared was there were so many variables that could have gone wrong. Uh, if, the te- if the pandemic got worse, in Costa Rica, we'd be under a greater lockdown. Uh, traveling was kind of a headache because flights were not going out like they normally would. And so it took us longer to get to our destination. Like we left on a Monday at 8.30 in the morning. And we didn't get into Costa Rica to our base at 3.30 a.m. the following day. That's how long it took us where normally we'd have got there in five or six or seven hours. We'd have been at the base ready to go. So it was a lot longer. But before I went on the trip, I have a friend in Holland named Alan. He is a precious Costa Rican brother in Christ. And he heard I was going to Costa Rica. And he was telling one of my consultants, tell Gail, tell, tell Gail not to go. It's too dangerous. They've got a variant of COVID down there. And it's just too dangerous. So I decided that I would call Alan on the phone and figure out um, what he's feeling. So I gave him a call. I go, Alan, this is Pastor Gale. And he goes, hello. And we began to talk. And all of a sudden, he got really quiet on the phone. And the presence of the Lord fell on him. And he began to prophesy to me about how God was sending me to Costa Rica that there would be a pillar of fire above me and that God would go before me and prepare the way and that we would see God do amazing things on the trip. So he went from trying to tell me not to go to tell me to go because the Lord was sending me. I didn't know he was going to do that. That was really cool that the Lord gave him a word. And so what we do 
in San Jose. We have a, a organization we work with in Costa Rica called Christ for the City. And so in San Jose, I work with several partners and I work with churches and leaders training and equipping them in the spiritual care process. So this um, this trip was all about training and equipping leaders in the children's program of spiritual care and bringing healing into the lives of children. And so we arrived on a Tuesday at like 3.30 a.m. and in, um, in San Jose at our base. And we had a meeting that day at 11 and I had one at 1 on Zoom with, uh, with Mary Alos and with uh, Susie. And uh, we were talking about the needs of La Carpio. Now, you're going to hear me talk about La Carpio. This is a settlement of people, 30 to 40,000 people. That this settlement has been built on top of a garbage dump. A lot of these people are Nicaraguans who fled uh, war-torn Nicaragua, and now they are in Costa Rica. Many of them have lost their papers, so they can't receive help they need. And so that's one of the places we were going on the trip. But the first place that we got arranged us to get into was the rehab high up in the mountains of Costa Rica. It's probably 3,000 feet up. And this is a rehab that had 40 girls in it, ages of 13 to 18 years old. These girls have been rescued from sex trafficking, prostitution, and drugs. It's a 15-month rehab. So we uh, drove up to the rehab, and our and this is an incredible rehab, by the way. It's a walled compound with razor wire on top. These girls are really protected. Praise God for that. So Jeremiah and our two interpreters went up to the rehab to spend the entire day. The first part of the day was teaching and training staff the children's program for spiritual care. So the psychologists were there, social work was there, everybody, every staff member was there. There were 15 uh, staff members. Then in the afternoon, we would uh, do ministry with the children, with the young girls. And so... uh, the morning went really great. The psychologists had questions. They said they loved our program. They loved the tools. And then in the afternoon, I was scheduled to get in front of them and uh, talk to the girls about healing and about and take them through the spiritual care process as much as I could in a two-hour time frame. So Jeremiah taught, I taught, and when I first got in front of the girls and stood in front of them, I totally lost it. I started to weep. I started to cry. The reason for it is you could feel the pain that these girls had went through. So we uh, talked about subjects like anger at God. God, where were you? Why did you allow this to happen to me? Uh, Where were you when this was going on in my life? And so we talked about anger at God. We talked about forgiveness. That's a big subject when you've been really wounded. To forgive those that have hurt you and so we talked about forgiveness and letting go and what to do with the pain we had a time where we did inner healing with the girls and oh when we were doing inner healing as a group boy there was a lot of crying going on because of the depth of the pain in their life and then at the end of our time together we sung the song Waymaker because they loved that song Waymaker and we ended on a high note and then Juanita 
Swanita and Sergio, they run the rehab. They have a 90% success rate. So Juanita invited us to sit down at the different tables and talk with the girls, and we had coffee. So I said to the girls, what have you learned from us being here? One girl said, I learned that God's love for me was greater than my pain. Another girl said, I learned that I can finally now forgive myself. And then there was another girl that was crying, and I was like, why are you crying? And she said, well, we don't want you guys to leave. We really like having you here talking to us. So it was an incredible time. So I left them with a bunch of spiritual care tools and with the plan maybe the following year to go back because we could have spent two to three days in that rehab working with those kids. I mean, incredible experience and incredible time talking to them about the Lord. Then the next day, we did a we did a ministry to the Christ for the City staff. It was in person and Zoom both. And then see, um, it was about eight weeks ago. Uh, Gretel let me Zoom with the staff at Christ for the City, and that's where the Lord has given me different prophetic words for the different staff members without knowing them. And that's how we got into the rehab because Sergio and Juanita was touched so deeply in their heart. Then on uh, Thursday afternoon, we were um, went to Mountain High Retreat Center. Now, uh, this is the church called The Harvest. So this is another 6,500 feet up above San Jose on the top of a mountain. This church has an amazing retreat center. Pastor Ruth is at higher risk for COVID, so we're being really careful and one of the health ministers from the country also attends this church. And Jeremiah and I were speaking, and the Holy Spirit was really moving. And they came up, and they gave us permission to lay hands and pray and prophesy over everybody that was there. So I said to the health minister, Would you spray my hands with sanitizer every time we pray? Oh, she was right up there spraying my hands. We were praying for them, praying over them, prophesying, praying for the sick just ministering to them the word of the Lord. The churches were so discouraged, you know. I mean, I mean, COVID, they didn't get no stimulus check there. They didn't get anything like that. And so the churches have gone through a really rough time. And right now, COVID is spiking in Costa Rica. Thank God, God kept Jeremiah and I safe. We took our COVID test coming out. We were negative. Thank God for that. Otherwise, we'd have had to spend another 10 days in quarantine in Costa Rica, but we were negative. Then the next day after that, we went into an area called La Carpio. This is a very poor area, down to an area to a ministry called The Steps. And we went all the way down that mountainside to the bottom where we met with Mary Alo Center team and we did another three-hour training in the children's program with her staff so she can minister healing to the children and the women that live in that place. There's a lot of people. That's the same place we are also building the Living Waters Healing Center. The nine-foot retention wall is built, and it is curing. And so we went up, we saw the center, which was amazing, then we went from there and we were invited into three homes 
we were invited into three homes that um, we have fed during uh, COVID and all that. Over 700 families in Costa Rica that were suffering from not having food because of COVID, because of poverty. And in fact, for three months, we fed a, a thousand people and took care of them every day. That would have been a thousand people that didn't have food. And so we saw the Living Water Center. That's going to be the base for the two psychologists that are going to use our children's program. And then we were invited into three homes. These were three really poor homes where we had fed people. Families that had been invited us in because they wanted us to pray for them, to minister to them. And that was a really big deal for them to let us in their homes. I mean, when we stepped into those homes, I said to myself, I can't believe anyone lives like this. Dirt floors, poor. I can't imagine what the place is like when it rains. After we saw the three families, we went back out of La Carpio because I had a 7 p.m. Zoom with the Harvest Church because they had 40 people that could not come to the to the Mountain High Retreat Center. And so we ministered to them over Zoom. And then I had a 3 a.m. conference call with uh, Pastor Christian. Christian is um, he's in Pavis. It's an area of San Jose, which is full of gangs. And he we'll talk about him later. But he gets up at 3 a.m. and has a Zoom call where he prays and his leaders pray because he says, without prayer, there is no breakthrough. And we'll talk about Christian later. So that day we got our COVID test because that was a Saturday. And then we went to Tirasas, which is another very dangerous area. We had another training in a church called the Upper Room. And so we went into Tirasas and uh, met with Pastor Carlos and Pastor Sandy and did a two-hour training with their church. And then from there, after we did the two-hour training, from four to six, and from six to eight, we had a service at the church. And I mean, God was moving at the church in an amazing way. And so I felt during the intermission time, because, you know, when we traveled to these leaders, we had cash. And God led us to leave cash to help these different leaders out, to help them, to help their and their families. And so when we left cash with Pastor Sandy and Pastor Carlos, I said, um, I, Pastor Marcos, I'm sorry, not Carlos. I said, um, do you guys have a need? And they go, yeah, our son has a heart murmur. He's like eight years old. So I said, bring him up during the worship when the presence of God is heavy, and we will anoint him and pray for him. And so during they were singing, how great thou art, man. Presence of God was amazing in the church. She brought her son up, and we had prayer, and the presence of God fell even stronger. And as we began to sing, I felt the Lord say, bring the sick. We prayed over everybody in the church, and the presence of God got stronger, and that got stronger. And I said to Jeremiah, we're not preaching. Not when the presence of God is like this. He got so strong in the church. And now we have a nine o'clock curfew in the in country because of the COVID. And it was 745 already. And when then it got down to a really quiet uh, hush. But people were sobbing. People were crying. 
People were seeking God. Man, aren't you hungry for revival? We need that right here in America. And then um, when it got real quiet and I thought it was done, I handed the mic to Pastor Sandy, and she's a warrior. She got up, and I didn't expect as She yelled, Libre! Libre is a word. It means freedom in Spanish. And they began to dance, and they began to praise, and they began to sing and worship for the next 15, 20 minutes, the whole church was dancing. It's like God was taking off the grave clothes. You know, COVID has been like a, a, a depressive blanket that has come upon the body of Christ. And God just removed that off that church. And that's an amazing church. Then we traveled back to the base again. And then the next day was Sunday. We traveled and we traveled over to Pavas to see Pastor Christian. Now, I only thought we were doing one morning service, but after the first service, he said, are you ready for the second? And the lady with me goes, are you going to give him the same stuff you gave him the first service? So in, in 10 minutes, we wrote, we wrote new messages, preached another service. Now, what Christian does, he rescues men and women out of the gangs. He will take rival gangs and bring them together and set up an extreme camp. And these gangs will get saved and enemies will become friends. And he rescues people out of the gangs. And so we did the two morning services. Then in the afternoon, he brought 30 people, a mixture of men and women that he had rescued from the gangs. We taught on forgiveness. We taught on uh, anger at God. We taught on the spiritual care process. And he just really confirmed. He said, look, folks, as you know, he said, I call it the refuge. But I think I'm going to call this ministry the last station. Because many people, when they leave his ministry, wind up getting assassinated or killed. And so he's rescued over, I don't know, somewhere around 330 people over the years out of the gangs. And so um, he he wound up inviting Jeremiah and I to fly down in September or August to an extreme camp to be a part of this extreme experience, extreme God experience, where two rival gangs come together. They get saved. They get an encounter with God, and friends become, enemies become friends. And then on a Sunday, you baptize them. And I mean, it's a really intense experience. Now, I don't know if I'm going to do that yet. You can pray for me on that, okay? That's exciting. And then um, we left Pastor Christian and we went back to the base, and I'm like, man, it's good to be heading home. Well, on the way now, I want to take the first thing I said in the beginning of this about Pastor Allen. On the way home, we were flying into Grand Rapids, and the Grand Rapids was surrounded by, by storms, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And um, as we were flying, one of my uh, consultants, Sharon Joy, was watching for the plane to land on the runway, but it was raining storming and all of a sudden there was a bright pillar of cloud bright orange just like fire and I know we flew into this cloud and uh, one lady in the jet goes it kind of reminds me of heaven and another lady goes kind of reminds me of hell and I thought well that's kind of a big contrast and as she watched it was raining the cloud was bright orange the sun was shining and a rainbow formed as our jet flew through the orange pillar of cloud like a pillar of fire under the rainbow and land landed right on the runway. 
So uh, God was good to us on this mission trip. We are excited about what he's doing in Costa Rica. But you know what? The things I talked about, the presence of God, the goodness of God, the healing of God, all that is available here to us today. It's not just for Costa Rica. It's for wherever you live. You can have revival. You can have the presence of Jesus. And that's what I pray for you right now. Wherever you live in the United States, wherever you live in the world, I pray that Jesus would visit you and that you would have an incredible encounter with him and his presence. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are the God that goes before us and that is with us. You are Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is near. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody, have a blessed day. And please share this podcast with a friend.